Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open for business, serving hot, fresh food 24-7. Ramon, how was your weekend? It was good, DK. Finished celebrating the anniversary. All was well. I wasn't outside burning up to death. And today, we got rain, so I'm all good. Well, I was outside burning up to death, only it was in Denver, where we're a lot closer to the sun. And it felt like it. 103 degrees. I was out there for baseball. Jeez. Just a, wow, what an I didn't experience. Think, I didn't think Denver did that. I heard it's just, okay, it can be hot, but then it'll start snowing. Denver can do anything. What? It'll happen five minutes later. You'll get, you, I, you, I've been there for snowfalls followed by glowing sunshine, and you just wow. never know there. Uh, let's, let, let's, let's talk some football here. We got, let's go. A week and a day until the Steelers report to Latrobe and Moan. There's a lot of new faces that are going to be showing up in Latrobe, like a crazy number. Yes, it is. I think from my perspective, as far as being on the team and being away for a couple of years now, I don't know if we've seen this many guys that's actually going to come in and play a role, too. That's the difference. It's not just special team guys. It's not just guys that's the fifth or fourth or fifth wide receiver. These are guys that are potentially go into starting roles, man. Like, let's let's be honest. I think James Daniels. I think Mason Cole will end up starting on this offensive line, man, simply because their contracts say so. And just honestly, the quality of players that they are, and let's be real too, they could afford to pay these guys this year, which is out of, I, I never saw Pittsburgh playing in free agency nah. the way they did this year, and specifically nah, and in the offensive line. When you say role, just so I, I clarify that for everybody else, because I know what you mean. Yeah. That also means not just starting. It also means like actual leadership roles. They're, they're, yeah. they're prominent people. They're not coming in and looking around for James Ferrier or Heath Miller to guide their way. You know what no. I mean? It's, it's, no. a, it's, it's a different it's a different mindset. But, yeah, they had a lot of money to spend. And <laughs> that means, you know, you're going to have a lot of new faces. Who else we got here? And, and uh, what not about just all the wide receivers? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Calvin Austin, for sure. And, of course, the guy that I know and love, George Pickens and Miles Boykins, too. I mean, you look at him getting out of Baltimore because why? They don't really throw the ball like that in Baltimore. And I know Lamar's been saying they're going to try to make that happen this year. But, of course, with Greg Roman still being the OC, you just never know. So he gets an opportunity to come to a team that will throw the ball, likes to air the ball out. And you got a fast, speedy guy in Calvin Austin that I'm really looking forward to seeing how they gadget him around. And if... If, and I know you kind of brought this up a little bit earlier while we were talking before, if George Pickens can get healthy, if he's a one-trick pony like a Mike Wallace was in years past, then Great. you have the ability to just put <laughs> him and Chase Claypool on the outside edge, and it's almost like pick your poison. You can send one deep and send one on a deep crossing route. Like, that's what you can do in this offense, and they only need to do those one or two things throughout the year simply because Deontay is going to get 100-plus targets. Can we agree upon that? Yes. And, and, and I think the same thing goes to Chase Claypool, too. Like, I don't know if he's going to get 100-plus targets, but he's maturing, and you kind of need him to be a focal point of the offense to the point to where it's like, use that tool of yours, your body. Use that, man. And I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. But in the same sense, this is a stacked-up wide receiver room specifically because of the additions that they have, too. And notice that we're talking about the offense having all these new faces and didn't even mention that it's all new quarterbacks, too. You know, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett. I don't know if Mason Rudolph's still going to be there by the time the regular season starts, but you're most likely going to have new quarterbacks as well. Let's go to the defensive side. 
Yeah. I mean, Larry Okunjobi up front. I mean, I don't know, you know, uh, Miles Jack, Levi yep. Wallace. These these are new starters. These are and, and it, like you said, in real roles, just yeah. like that. And not just him, Montrevious Adams also. Like these are guys yeah. that were retained because they play good roles. And if they're not starters, they're going to play a good bit. Larry Witherspoon is another one too. I mean, is he's? I mean, he he started for half the season, but this is right. different. You enter as a full season starter here. And you almost forget, like you legitimately almost forget that Miles Jack was signed to Pittsburgh, is signed to Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. he didn't sign as a role. He signed as a starter. He signed as a guy to look, I'm going to reset my career in Pittsburgh, and what a better place considering. We just talked about Brian Flores, too. Heck, we're speaking about coaches as far as yeah. newcomers, too, DK. Yeah. Like, there's this may in my time, as far as me being embedded in Pittsburgh, where this is the first time we've had this much of a turnover. But I'll say this, though, I feel confident in the guys that they've signed simply because they most of the part, most mostly have been proven in this league, or you trust their pedigree of guys that, that are also inside their room. Levi yeah. Wallace, playmaker, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's he's been solid. He's He's another guy that fortifies the outside a little bit. And, you know, here again, the thing that's, that, that jumps out about this, though, is look at these numbers. I mean, we didn't even come up with a formal count here or whatever. And we can't know who all is going to start because there's yeah. going to be battles in, in training camp and so forth. But it's a lot of new people. And this isn't a video game. You, you, can, you can't just make up a depth chart and say, go depth chart and no. beat the Bengals. It's got to come together, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And this is the, the, the biggest uh issue of it all and and it kind of goes to this throughout all of this change one we've never really had it to where it was a turnover like this is a true turnover where it's like all right let's change the sheets and in years past for us we'd add guys but the the nucleus was always there so the pittsburgh way was always there too i'm really interested in seeing this kind of evolve itself to where you realize those guys understand how Pittsburgh plays. I'll never forget. It was probably around 2012 where we we may have went 0-4 in the preseason. And at that point, we had a conversation with each other. Maybe 2012, 2014 was like, look, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. We can't go 0-4 in the preseason. We got to go out there. Every game is a mission for us to get better. Like that was a conversation. So I'm hoping at least DK, that core of guys that is there, keep that standard. And I know the old cliche that Coach Tomlin has, the standard is the standard. But that's really the way the room has operated for years, man. And I feel like I know he will be enforcing that to the group. But I'm hoping that those guys, those newcomers, Larry Ogunjobi, okay, James Daniels, Mason Cole, Levi Wallace, Miles Boykins, and just the young guys fall under that umbrella of, look, we play a style of ball here. When teams play us, we get a different team every single week. I told you before, it's been times we play sorry team, Jacksonville, when they were not the 2015 team. We played the Browns, okay? We play Oakland, okay? We go to the West Coast and lose to them because why? You reset your season if you beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. No matter what, you go 1-15 to 1-16 now. But if you beat the Steelers, it does something for your fan bases. I've seen teams have parties literally because they beat us when they weren't supposed to. So with all these newcomers, DK, you know how I am about that team, about this team and about that locker room. Keep that the same. That's the one thing that I'm asking for with all of these new and I like these newcomers. But the funny thing is, I can tell you this uh, from spending some time with these guys in OTAs and minicamp is that some of the guys who are new, yeah, 
might be better equipped to lead than wow. the guys who were here. Now, in the quarterback's case, that's obvious. But mm-hmm. I'm talking about James Daniels on the offensive line. Uh, I, I'm I'm talking about you know Mason I, Cole. I'm talking and Mason Cole. I'm talking about Miles Jack over Devin Bush. Wow. Um, I, I, this is what I'm saying here. I, I think that. It, it's going to be really, really interesting to see this team and how it comes together intangibly once we enter Latrobe. When we come back, we're going to waste everybody's time by talking about ketchup bottles. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. At some point earlier today, over at Heinz Field or whatever they're calling it now, Acrosure. Okay, they they <laughs> they took the ketchup bottles down as the cameras got over there. It's not something the Steelers announced. I don't even know that they wanted to call any attention to it, but there they were, and they're watching these ketchup bottles down, and people are having this reaction to it. Moan, did you ever look up at the ketchup bottles when you were playing? Did you ever go, oh yeah, the ketchup bottles? (laughs) DK, no, until it's in hindsight now. It's in hindsight now. Yeah, It's in extra sight. Yeah, I, I, it never registered to me. I did know when we hit the red zone, the bottles would go down and the screen would turn red. But all I was worried about is let's score next. It never, I, I never thought it was a sentimental thing until today. I will say that. I never as, saw it as a sentimental thing. As someone who was there for the opening of Heinz Field and has covered probably every game or most every game that's been played there, yeah. I never heard anybody say, oh, yeah, but this is the place with the ketchup bottles. Like, everyone just cares about it now so that they can find something to complain about. This was not a thing, Moan. It wasn't. What's Hinesville? Okay. It's the fans. It's Renegade. It's the terrible towel. And it's just, you don't know what it is about Hinesville, but it just consumes you. It's by far to me one of the purest sports venues in all of sports, man. Just because it, it, it it's so much history there to your point. Okay. And the, the, the part you don't see out loud is the home of bad grass and turf too. But we yeah. don't speak about they, that. Okay. They, 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 they made it better. They made it better. They have made it better. I've heard players complain about it a little bit, but that's neither here nor there. I'll say this about those bottles. I don't know if they added filters to the video and pictures that I saw, but those bottles look a little (laughs) spoiled, okay? That's not a bright red ketchup. That was like a dark brown ketchup, okay? Ketchup that you leave in your refrigerator for like seven months and you find it on the back of the bottom shelf. Yes, that's (laughs) that's exactly yeah, or it was left in the heat for too long. You say, That's what it looks like. Barbecue sauce. What is this? The uh, it's just it's it's been crazy for me to hear over the past week or whatever people getting all upset about this name or whatever. This wasn't look. This wasn't Forbes Field that was sitting there for sixty years. Okay, <laughs> I, you don't hear anybody say like I appreciate what you're saying about yeah the way the way Heinz Field has been perceived over the years yeah. has been attached entirely to the success of the Steelers yep. to the the fans like you mentioned yes. that, are, that are packing the place and twirling the towels and all that you know the, the whatever everything else that they do to make themselves up and whatever to come in there and it's that it's not yeah. 
the name of the place, <laughs> and it's certainly not the freaking ketchup bottles. No, it's you not. I, I, I'd much rather have it called Akershore Stadium instead of Crypto Stadium. You know, Crypto.com Stadium. Like, to, to me, I, I, I'd rather sit on that. But again, I just don't think don't, it matters. You're changing from one and, sponsorship and, to another. It, and it's that's, like, that's why I was going to go in the world of sports and, and just all kind of just cliches that people throw around and just how you hate hey, don't say this or don't do that if they have an up and down season don't blame it don't blame it on the ketchup <laughs> bottles not being right. there okay of all the superstitions yeah i put my pants on right leg first no 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 no. look we look at the product the reason you come in there is because of the product of it and it has been Hinesville for a very long time but on the business side of a dk because that's what's matter mattering right now as far as why they switch right Akershire is a whole lot more profitable than what Heinz was actually paying for that namesake. You know what I've never asked you in What's all that? these years? Because uh, I only ask this of defensive guys because because Renegade is done for them. Oh, yeah. But I've never asked you about like how what your reaction is when you look around at, at 65,000 people uh, doing that thing, you know, and plus when yeah. the scoreboard gets dark. Oh my gosh. You know, yeah. Now yeah. That matters. That you, matters. It, it does. And you know what? From my perspective, because I hadn't been on the receiving end of Renegade, I just enjoy it the same way as the fans do. I've heard guys on the opposite end of that say, Oh my gosh, don't let them play this bleeping song because they know <laughs> it's hell to pay. Again, for real, DK, please don't let them play this bleeping song. When that screen go black. It's almost like if Munch or anybody was talking to us, we're like, hey, stop. Stop. And we're, <laughs> we're looking Bro. at that skirt. Oh, and seeing Troy fly through the air the way he does. Oh, it's you got to be there for a night or evening game when that's just really. And when they do the double and triple play of it, oh, oh it's yeah. got to shake you know, the ground. You know who my favorite renegade guy ever was? And I used to tell him this on a regular basis, like meaning Ooh. he had the best reaction to was Bud Dupree. Oh, yeah. Bud would lose his mind. You know what I'm Never. talking about out there. Yes. He would just start like straying from the pack and he yes. would just be like looking around for somebody to hit. <laughs> this is like during the break. Okay? Like, Bud, easy, man. It's just a song. Yeah. It was, uh, but when that screen just eases down to just darkness, yeah, it's a fade. Oh, I don't care what adjustments we were making. It didn't matter, DK, because <laughs> we knew the defense was going to do something. And I'd love to know the percentage, DK, if we ever had that type of stat line, okay? What was the success rate of when Renegade was played? It hasn't always worked. And what happens is the, the uh, cynics who, who don't appreciate how, how completely antiquated Pittsburgh's musical tastes are will say, why is it not playing that old rock song or whatever? Well, that's the same reason that WDVE is still the most popular radio station. And they're playing Ramon's favorite band, Foghat, around the <laughs> clock. When, when we come back, it's the Hey Moan segment. back to the Ramon Foster show the, the the point in the show in which everybody loves except for today is hey DK uh oh yes that's the reaction I used hijacked. to get yeah okay. it's hey DK because you, you brought up something at the end of the, the last segment and I was like what huh huh what are fog we talking hat? about again I thought it was fog head okay you no. said no it's fog hat fog hat 
Enlighten me, please. Look, if it's not Jen and Juice, Snoop Dogg, okay, Drake, okay, Jay-Z, enlighten me, DK. Well, here's how it works. In the city of Pittsburgh, we are perpetually stuck in the year 1977, okay? (laughs) It's just how we roll. And I'm talking about culturally in every possible way, and that includes music. There's a reason that WDVE is still the number one by a mile, radio station in Pittsburgh, when you turn them on, they're still playing the same 31 songs. Yeah. And two of those songs are Foghat, Slow Ride, and Fool for the City. Mostly Slow Ride, Little Bit of Fool. That's what you get here. That This is Pittsburgh. Uh, part of the reason I'm convinced that we never have moved past that year is Chuck Knoll. We okay. still quote Chuck Knoll as if he were Socrates. And now, I'm saying that with all due respect. He had some unbelievable lines yeah. about life, uh, and, and about football, but within the context of life. Act like you've been there. Like, okay. whoa. You know? Yeah. Act like yeah. you've been there before when you you know celebrate a touchdown. Um, I don't think we've ever really <laughs> advanced much. Everyone, you heard it all the time yeah. when you were playing. What were all the comparisons? Oh, yeah, yeah. he reminds me of Mike Webster uh, 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 or whoever, you know? That's so true. That Pittsburgh is a city full of history like that, that you can really just reach back and say this is directly what it is. But if you look at the way the team is kind of constructed too, DK, it's really kind of held its own shell too with that yes. a running back. A killer defense and try to find that glorious quarterback. That is that is the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. And having some mean- shell? Is that what you said? Shell? Well, that's perfect. A shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. It's the that's, same template. It's the same other than you know, you don't have Franco and Rocky and two guys in the backfield. But right. it's the same shell. It's the same philosophy. So, so the significance of Fool for the City, though, it didn't even chart that high, DK. It, it was 45 on the USA Hot 100. Was that because the tenure of, of winning Super Bowls in that era? Is, no, is that why? It's because the Hot 100 doesn't just reflect Pittsburgh. Okay? <laughs> the greatest rock musician of all time in the eyes of the city of Pittsburgh is still Donnie Iris, who's still cranking it, by the way, <sighs> into his 70s. And it's the truth. It's the uh, truth. He's the oh. he's, we have Christina Aguilera come from here. We have Wiz Khalifa come from here. No one cares. Not around yeah. here. They they became big somewhere else here. We've got Donnie. All right. Yeah. We That's, are Donnie. Oh, oh okay. I'm I'm with it, DK, but it just it really baffles me. I mean, Mac Miller's from from the city. Mac I mean, Miller, I didn't even from, mention. Yeah, I, I mean, and Wiz. I mean, he's just taking himself into a different era. I didn't realize you said Christina Aguilera. Oh yeah, from Wexford. What? She was. I, I knew singing, the, she was a child. Like I mean, a child, child. She was singing the national anthem at Penguins games. So Foghat is in that same group with that that group of Yenzers right there. Is what you're yeah, telling? Yeah, it's like we play Stairway, we play Start Me Up. You know, uh, it's something. It just, uh, what's the Leonard Skinner? Sweet Home Alabama, Sweet and then we Home, go right into Foghat. We, we yeah. do nothing with Sweet Home Alabama. You know I'm a Tennessee guy. Don't do that one, okay? All right. But I know what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying. By the way, too, speaking of Wiz Khalifa and music, okay? Wiz Khalifa and music. I had a conversation with somebody recently. I was just like, hey, what's the colors of Pittsburgh Steelers? It was like black and gold. It's like, no, that's the New Orleans Saints. I'm like, don't let Wiz Khalifa trick you into thinking uh, that it's black rhyme. and yellow. He needed a rhyme. Yeah, he needed a yeah. rhyme. Oh, because people in Pittsburgh are those no, 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 sir. It is black and gold here, okay? 
it's Pittsburgh gold. That's the other thing here. I know we're, we're rambling all over the place here, but like, but, the, but this is like, good. This you're gaming me because but, it's Hey DK right now. The thing is, it's not yellow. There's nothing oh. about Pittsburgh gold that's yellow. Okay. Yeah. It's it's closer to like yellow. I don't know. <laughs> it's Pittsburgh it's, it's yellow. Like a, it's like a darker yellow or something. It's not quite yellow orange, but it's it, it's somewhere in that family, you know. So my homework assignment now for tomorrow is go listen to Fog Hat. Fog Hat. Fool for the city. Fool for the city. We'd play it huh. right now for everybody, except that we'd violate all kinds of copyright rules. <laughs> Until the other day. Want me to sing it? <laughs> I, get my nah, guitar. I get my guitar and play it for you. That's, that's okay. I don't, I don't want to hear you breaking guitar strings either, DK. But <laughs> I had never in my life heard of Fog Hat. I know that song. Take it easy. Slow ride. Take it easy. Yeah. I yeah. never knew the artist behind it. Yeah. Now, you know, but you know, slow ride, though. I do know slow ride for sure. Yeah, You can sing slow that. ride. We might have a karaoke one night and just for the <laughs> heck of it. A, a, right in right at the shop. That's what we're doing. You know, in fairness to the people who write and send in the hey moans, all we got from last Friday's show was all kinds uh-huh. of really, really nice stuff from people. No, and this is this is great. Okay. Yeah. And I just there's one that I want to read here from Joel Anderson. Uh, this was on under our uh, our YouTube video. Joel says, I love this show. You guys are like my daily dose of what I need to survive for the day when I wake up in the morning. It's 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 my medicine Ramon uh on my on my way home from work here. I love you guys. Just wish you were on for the weekend, he says. Oh. Of all the Steeler shows, you're the best. Dude, we're not doing this seven days a week. I can tell you that. Thank you. <laughs> what, thank you for the compliment, but no thank you on that one. Uh, we will have recaps and everything else throughout the season, but that's neither here nor there right now. Yeah, just remember this, though. Whenever the football starts getting serious and oh, all yeah. these all these episodes are like real like, all right, in the next segment, we're going to talk about what went wrong in the secondary and we're going to get all serious about everything. Just remember that on Monday, July 18th, we did this completely frivolous episode of Big <laughs> Let's do it again, DK. (laughs) You get the sign off. There you go. And sign it off. See you guys tomorrow. All right.